This is Levi Skipper. Thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast called Momentum. Our desire as a church strengthening team is to help you build momentum in the context of your church. I'm super excited to have my favorite person in the whole wide world with me right now. Buck Birch is in the house. If there was an applause track, now would be the time to play it. That's right, brother. So Buck is here. Buck, you work on the church strengthening team, which I'm pumped to be a part of, and uh, God's really using you. Tell me, tell me why you're a part of the church strengthening team. Well, uh, you know, when the revisioning of what the Georgia Baptist Mission Board is going to be, one key element of that was going to be missions. A uh, crucial part of strengthening the church, of course, is that area, and um, it seems like God has put a call in my life in for that specific thing for for numbers of years. When I was a pastor, I was always involved in uh, mo- uh, mobilizing people for mission. Um, ended up becoming an international missionary with the International Mission Board in Russia for 13 years, and I've enjoyed being a state missionary for the last uh, nine years here in Georgia. So it's uh, it's just a passion that I have. I think missions is what our uh, discipleship culminates with, and I think it's the one of the key parts of a local church that help indicate whether or not we're truly following Christ. That's good, man. I remember one time being with Buck, we were eating right across the street from uh, the mission board at Vinny's, and mm. while we were eating, our waitress came up, and I realized pretty quickly, like, she didn't have a normal American accent, so I just said, where are you from? And what did, where did she say? Was it Bulgaria? No, she's... Uh, yeah, Bulgaria. Yeah, That's Bulgaria. Right. So anyway, I say she's from, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, you're from Bulgaria. Next thing I know, my man Buck Birch is uh, speaking Russian with this girl, and they just get in this long conversation. I'm just completely out of it. It boils around, though, he ends up talking to her about the Lord, which was pretty awesome. So he's always had missions on his mind ever since he's known the Lord, from what I understand, and God uses him in a unique fashion. I know you got a passion for that because you've been involved with it so long. But, you know, one of our goals is to help churches build momentum. And one of the ways that we do that is we encourage guys to take our church assessment. They can find it right online at the Georgia Baptist Mission Board website. But let's say somebody takes the assessment and they find out an area of opportunity for growth is missions. Mm -hmm. Tell me kind of what happens next. I know that we have somebody that reaches out to that particular person, but... What do they reach out and talk to them about? Tell me how that kind of rolls. Yeah, so we have uh, regional missions consultants, one in every of the each of the six regions of Georgia. And so depending on the location of that church, uh, a missions consultant will reach out to them and help them start thinking about a couple of things. One, uh, surrounding the verse Acts 1-8, um, there is a, a mandate on the church to simultaneously and with equal measure uh, reach out to their Jerusalem, their Judea, their Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Identifying those places is extremely important, so a, a missions consultant will help them in identifying key places that they can be involved. Secondly, not just the places, but faces. There are individual members of the church that may not have yet been challenged to be on mission with God. And I believe that a culmination of their individual discipleship would be to be able to put a a face to each one of those geographic areas, too. A a person who lives right across the street, a person who lives maybe across the state or in the most lost zip code of that region— and a person who's in another another state that uh, that there's a partnership with that church, and then maybe someone who's down in Central or South America, a missions consultant will help start that conversation 
not in a way that prescribes what they have to do, but in a way that helps them to observe key areas where they may have some gaps in their their missions planning. And if there are, then we have some ways, including virtual strategy coordinators, who can help them engage those places where they have those gaps. Mm. So here's the thing. As a pastor, I know sometimes we've got so many things on our plate. It's like, oh, my word. I know we got to do missions, but I just don't have the personal bandwidth to make it happen. So if the pastor realizes, man, I, I've got to lead the church to do this, but I'm just, you know, I'm spinning all these other plates. Do you guys come alongside anyone else in the context of the church? Maybe they've got a missions team or maybe they have somebody who's kind of heading up a missions volunteer ministry. Do y'all work with them or is it just with pastors? No, 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 absolutely. It's 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 really supposed to be ultimately every single member of the church that will be engaged. Well, come on. So starting with the pastor, uh, the vision that is cast is through him. He is the gatekeeper. But then if the church has a missions team, maybe they have one, maybe they don't yet have one, the missions consultant will help that pastor form a group of people who will kind of steer the vision for that church in its Acts 1-8 uh, process. Also, uh, there will be a little bit of a, of a, a prodding in the area of, of calendaring so that um, as that consultant walks with that pastor and that team uh, in the course of six months to a year, every single person in the church could be engaged. Now, here's, here's where I really want to paint the picture, Levi. Um, in one sense, our missions consultants could kind of be considered a, a, an external missions pastor for that church. But in another sense, we don't want that church just to outsource what God has called uh, that church to do. Instead, the missions consultant will walk alongside the pastor and help him to form within the church an undergirding, a structure, and a strength in the area of missions so that by the end of the consultation process, which again could take 12 months, that church would be much more uh, readily uh, engaged and strong in the area of being on mission with God. That's pretty slick. So it, it would be awesome if pastors were to view the missions consultant as almost like an extra staff member of their fellowship and Absolutely. really utilize them in that manner. So then that guy, the missions consultant, can really help that church uh, develop a, um, an Acts 1-8 strategy, which I think is awesome. And, and obviously you're getting other people involved too, mm -hmm. right? So Absolutely. volunteers, mission teams, that kind of deal. I love that. So what if somebody's listening to uh, this podcast and they're like, man, you know, Levi, I don't need to take an assessment to tell me where I know we need some some improvement for growth. And, and they say, I know it's missions, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe they don't want to do the assessment, but they self-assess, right? Mm -hmm. So missions is my deal. I need some help with that. What do they need to do now? I would encourage them to go to gabaptist.org. And on that website, they can find a missions tab. And in the missions tab, there is an, an area where they can literally sign up their church for a missions consultation. It will be like a one-stop shop straight in signing up so that a missions consultant will start the engagement process with them. And uh, this missions consultation process can begin. It, it normally takes about three different um, sets of, of, of conversations. They could be face-to-face -face meetings or it could be telephone conversations. But it's 
initially a way to just address what does it look like. Secondly, there's a one-on-one, a face-to-face with the pastor and then ultimately with the, with the missions team. But then the final thing is when a missions consultant is able to come back at the end of six months or the end of a year and help celebrate with that church the changes that have taken place. Uh, that could be in a special mission Sunday where a missions consultant would be happy to come and preach for the pastor or share a, a missions message. But ultimately, those three touch points will help uh, a church to find its engagement. So again, going to our website, signing up for a consultation, they would get an immediate uh, contact with a missions consultant that will reach out to them. That's awesome, man. So we're really poised and ready, and I know Buck's team, uh, super sharp guys as well, they got a great desire to help churches in the context of missions and really get an Acts 1-8 strategy put into place. And can you imagine, it'd be a crazy thing, right? There's 3,600 some odd churches, you know, Baptist churches. Um, I mean, if you'd only had 50% of those churches who all had an Acts 1-8 strategy, I mean, that would radically change the state and uh, no telling what it could do uh, worldwide. So super pumped about that. Let me just remind you, the assessment uh, is online. You can take that. And really, I would just say to you, this is an awesome opportunity for you to get some help that's provided for you through cooperative program giving. So whenever you get a consult uh, from a missions consultant, evangelism, discipleship, or whatever, uh, that's no extra cost to you, right? You're taking advantage of uh, the system that's put into place by Georgia Baptist to actually help you. So don't you know, underestimate the value because we've got some sharp, sharp individuals who really do want to help. So again, remember that assessment is online. You can grab hold of that. Take It doesn't take you very long to do it, and you'll immediately begin to receive some help from the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. So, uh, Buck, I know you've you served in Russia for 13 years, man. Tell me, um, while you were in Russia, and this is kind of off script here, so I'm sure you'll come up with an answer, though, you're a sharp guy. Uh, tell me, just tell me an awesome story of just how you saw God work while you were in that particular area. Okay, so probably one of the one of the biggest uh, God-sized stories has to do with the fact that we end up sometimes getting so discouraged by what little we can do, and the um, and sometimes the the opposition that we face that it feels like we just want to turn around and come home. We want to quit, and we don't want to we don't want to keep going. For me, that came in a couple of different times in, during the experience, but one that I really uh, remember very well had to do with the time we were living in Bryansk, and I had been invited, barely had learned how to speak the language enough to be able to, to preach a little bit, but I had been invited to come into a church and share with their leadership and their, their lay people how uh, they could start small group Bible studies. Well, what I didn't know is there had already been an undercurrent of political uh, turmoil related to small groups. And as I was teaching uh, a series of lessons, I noticed that a lot of them were getting really excited and some of them were getting a, a little upset. Right. I got called outside the, uh, the church uh, after one, one evening, and the pastor said, I want to walk with you back to the bus station. We were walking through two, two feet of snow going back to the bus station for me to catch a ride to the other side of the city. And he was, on the way back, he asked, he, he told me, he says, Buck, I don't want you to come back over here. I said, why? What have I done? He says, that happens in a lot of places. Yeah, preach, though, exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, he, he was basically, he, and he told me, he says, I, I, I don't like the idea of small groups. We've got one church in this side of the city. We don't need any more. And, and I don't want you to promote this idea. 
I went back home devastated. I back over to my side of the city, and I, I was devastated. And I was asking God, why, why did you bring me into this? What's the deal? I didn't have an answer for a solid year. But a year later, uh, one of the guys who was in the class calls me up. He said, Buck, I don't know how much you know about Russian Baptist polity, but the senior pastor is only senior pastor for two years. There's a plurality of leadership, and every senior pastor rotates on and off. He said, guess what? It's my turn to rotate on, and I want you back over here. <laughs> yeah, he says, I want you to start these small groups. And here's the fun thing about that. At that time, the timing of the Lord, I was able to go back in, take a group of young people, and not only did they go in and start a small group Bible study that ultimately planted a church, but that church planted a church, and that church planted a church, and it was in its fourth generation, and here's the fun thing. 20 years later, I'm back over here on this side of the ocean, and I get a, uh, a, a message uh, in an email that said this, Buck, I wanted to let you know, I was one of the young people in that group that started the initial church. Today, I'm a deacon, and some of the others that are in there are pastors throughout the city. Wow. So sometimes what we don't know is the fact that God's at work even when we can't see it. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. That's a good, good story. Appreciate that. So I will tell you, Buck has definitely got a heart for missions, and I know his team is poised and ready to help assist you as you seek to gain some momentum in the context of your church. 